Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer joining you live in Ice District, Rogers Place. They're certainly making sure that the ice is going to be nice and hard tonight. That's all I can tell you. So interpret what I'm saying here. It's a little chilly up in the old press box, uh, even if you have an extra layer, or in my case, two. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town. Every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's a great place for a Christmas party. It's open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Open up at 4 o'clock on Oilers game day. You can tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. As uh, we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and hook up for uh, Century Casino Edmonton. Every day is game day at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino, 131st Avenue and Fort Road. We welcome back to the show Ron McLean. Hello, Ron. How are you doing? Bob, I want to thank Frank Saravelli for switching. I usually do Thursdays. And as you know, I was down on a boat of all things at St. Bart's for four nights. Two couples from Red Deer, the Gellerts and the Vellners, and a couple from here in Oakville. They're down for 10 days. And Carrie and I could just duck away for basically three days, four nights. But it was... uh, toasty and i'm glad i'm not in the ring because i've got boat sways and if i added the chill of roger's place to that i think it'd be the end of us yeah there we'd have it uh hey uh, otani wasn't down there with you honestly uh th- that hysteria i was thinking about and if it ever happens uh <laughs> trying to think of the biggest uh, events during my broadcast time and obviously the gretzky trade would be number one we were in uh, st john's newfoundland the day wayne was traded august the 9th 88 bob cole had a golf tournament for nine years the bob cole classic and that was year one and one of the guests was going to be glenn sather and glenn phoned bob cole two days before the tournament and said Bob, I, I can still come, but I don't think I should. And Bob says, don't tell me what I think you're going to tell me. And and Bob Cole had to sit on that news for three days well, that Wayne was going to Los Angeles. He did have Marty McSorley down at the tournament and Kevin Lowe and Grant Fuhrer. And Bob's job, uh, Glenn Sather's executive assistant, called Bob uh, the day before the actual tournament. It was kind of a sponsor's round. Trish phoned Bob Cole and said, you need to go out and get to our guys and tell them what's going on. So Bob drives out on a golf court, cart. The first guy he sees is Grant here. And Grant's playing hole number six. It's a par three, and he's put his uh, drive just on the fringe of the green. And Bob pulls him aside on the fairway, and he says, Grant, Wayne Gretzky, you cannot say a word about this. Uh, you have to phone Glenn. Uh, Wayne's going to Los Angeles. They're going to announce it this afternoon. And Grant says, oh, my, I'm going to have to play really well this year, <laughs> which was really a, a funny response. And then he went up and drained a 60-foot putt. Cole never forgot it. Grant made a 60-foot putt after hearing that news. And then he went and found McSorley and said, you got to call Trish this number. We'll get you to Glenn. And they told, of course, Kevin Lowe. And what a day that was. And the other one uh, for me uh, was uh, when Kawhi Leonard was moved. When he went to the Clippers, I was in St. Albert. Uh, we were doing the Humboldt Bronco hockey tournament that we do annually there, and it was a, a fantastic get-together, and we were honoring Stephen Wack and Logan Hunter and Connor Lucan and Jackson Joseph, and after hockey that evening, Friday, we go to the Canadian Brew House in St. Albert, and we're having beer and wings, and all of a sudden, the music goes down, and the lights go up, and the TV's volume go up, and we learn that Kawhi Leonard is leaving the Raptors for the Clippers, so those are the two that I think of. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, well, I mean, I wasn't at, uh, which just shows where we're at in our stages in life. I know exactly where I was when Wayne Gretzky got traded in 1988. I was planting where? trees north of Grand Prairie, Alberta, up near the Wapiti River. 
Wow. So, yes, they we over the walkie-talkies we had heard that Wayne had been traded, and uh, that was obviously a little bit more of a shock for those <laughs> that were on the outside. You know, Ron, I'm going to write a book when I'm done here. If the Oilers, it's going to be called all all the blank I knew that I couldn't say. But anyhow, I digress. Like you never, you sometimes, you know, and you can you can tell who the pros are because the pros can keep it tight and wired, as you know, and. Uh, and I think of how many times Elliot Friedman's known stuff and sat, right. on, sat on it for a couple of days. I'm thinking of, like, non uh, – I mean, the orders have made – I mean, obviously, the Wayne Gretzky sale uh, to the right. Los Angeles. Do you ever think about the, the concept of that, though, that, that a guy with borrowed money who later served time in jail uh, – and Wayne's remained very loyal to Bruce McNall all these years, but – uh, at the end of the day, that really spawned an entire movement to the, the, the south of the United States and kind of grew the National Hockey League. And, and here we are, and there could be a – I'm sure you saw the stories out of the Toronto Sun, Ron. You know, what, yes, does, yeah. what, what does this mean to the national deal for, for hockey? Could there be a residual effect? And I, I don't mean to put you in a difficult position because – uh, oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Why wouldn't you, Bob, though? Well, here's how I see it. I mean, Otani, when you bring him in, and so the reports are he's going to get $600 million. You know, it's a lot of coin to come and play for the Blue Jays. And, yeah. and the supposition is that Rodgers is going to shift their emphasis to baseball and uh, move away from hockey in uh, two and a half years when this current deal expires. A, how do I know? I, I'm certainly completely out of the loop on, on right. what their thinking is. I will say... You know, watching the Oilers play these last five games, uh, knowing their investment in Connor McDavid, knowing how they sponsor Hockey Night in Canada, um, if the Canucks and the Oilers uh, and the Canadian teams get through an exciting playoffs like the Raptors back in 2019, well then, you know, I think they'd probably have to rethink, if if they're even contemplating an exit, they would certainly have to rethink it. But I I think their branding, I I think the... uh, you know, they call it sports washing, Bob. When you, when you have to uh, align yourself with something uh, good like sport uh, and all the values that sport has, uh, to to help enhance or polish your brand, it's a it's a very common thing. It's a, at the Olympic level. We saw it uh, with Berlin in 1936. We've seen it with wow. Putin's uh, Sochi. We've seen it with uh, Beijing Olympics. We've seen it with World Cups. Uh, you know that's that's called sports washing, and I'm I'm not suggesting for a moment that Rogers did, is needing to do that. They don't, but they they certainly understand, or I think appreciate that there's a there's an element of lost leader to to the investment that you do associate with something that feels like great Canadiana Saturday night, father daughter, mother son sitting around watching the games and enjoying the playoffs as we do, especially when the Canadian teams go deep. Uh, I, I would I would say they would be inclined to to be happy with even a little that hasn't worked out they haven't had a canadian team win the cup uh, i'm sure my my sense is they're happy with the deal believe it or not and, and vancouver just got a regional deal re-upped a year ago the orders and the yeah. flames regional deals are uh closing in on a time for renewal when we mentioned that uh Chorus, the parent company of 630 Chid, re-upped with the Oilers last right. spring for three more additional years. Boy, you hit on a couple different things. Do you think it's – is it an excuse or is it just damn harder to win a Stanley Cup in Canada? What do you think? Well, you know, when Frank was on yesterday, you were discussing uh, the bold moves made by Vegas, by Florida. We know Tampa has made a, yeah. a series of really bold trades uh, to, to win their Stanley Cups. I do think, and, and we've talked about it, 
ad nauseum, you know, those are great places to attract people to go for tax laws, if nothing else. But the weather and the anonymity and there's a whole host of reasons why. I think it's easier to be bold and pull the trigger if you're the GM of those three teams. Um, that that's just a reality that I, I can't figure out a way around. I mean, that, that's you know, you you people will want to join the Edmonton Oilers for the for the opportunity to play with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl and the crew. Um, but beyond that, it, it's no certainty. And and I think you know the driver's seat is definitely the one that's down in Vegas or down in the Sun Belt. And you can go back to your earlier comment. There's no doubt Wayne Gretzky, you know, deserves billions for for doing that. He he was the absolute catalyst uh, to this footprint expansion in the U.S. Yeah. Well, I, I just I remember we were in Nashville and. Um, Wayne didn't have a pass, and I had challenges talking Wayne into the building that day. And all I could think of is the only reason why your team is here is because of that guy. Yeah. (laughs) It made me, me, I don't care if he's the Pope, I'm not letting him in. And I'm like, well, he kind of is the Pope, but he should be on the list. I'm not sure why he isn't. So, uh, anyhow, we're joined right now by Ron McLean for Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino, 131st Avenue at Fort Road. You know, I often run, I'm, a, I'm an NCAA college football junkie, but really an SEC football junkie because it's like hockey in Canada, college football in the States, to the point they think nothing of blowing coaches out after, uh, you know, you, you have right. Jimbo Fisher and it's a $76 million buyout over eight years to get rid of the guy as a head coach because yeah. the Texas A&M Board of Regents sat there and said, this guy's going to cost us more money long-term if we keep him. And, you know, all you need to do is, is look no further than last week's SEC championship game. I mean, you you know, I, I think Canada has a little bit more um, – fairness in their society and, and emphasis on that at times than maybe the deep south does when you have states with some of the lowest literacy rates in the country uh, spending the most on their respective football coaches but it does it, it, it is a comparable and you know what you win or you're gone and, and that's the way that like there's been five national champions out of that conference in the last 17 years five different schools have won national championships they've won 13 of the 17 but they've won, and uh, we've had, and they're not, and they're playing from a stacked deck. And I think that the deck's a little bit stacked against the Canadian teams. To be frank, it's not an excuse. I think it's just a reality. You talked a bit about the tax benefits and the pressure, and I do think, right, right. I think we have some players that love the pressure and they want it, and they're the best. I'm just finishing a book on the uh, Seattle Metropolitans, and the only reason I, I'm kind of reading it right now is because it kind of pertains to Victoria, where we'll be for Scotiabank Hockey Day in Canada. Lester Patrick and Frank Patrick had the Vancouver Millionaires, but Lester had the Victoria Aristocrats, and they started the Pacific Coast Hockey Association and really were drivers of the game we know today. Uh, but at the same time, the Seattle Mets became the first American team to win the Cup in 1917. Washington State University was undefeated like year after year so the the two sports uh, that ruled the roost in seattle were college football that you love and of course uh, hockey had a, a brief run but a, a good run there and uh, i just i think you know it, it's uh it's still the game for me by far the game and uh i, I you know again watching when, when you talk about the oilers uh, plus 18 and the uh Golden winning streak. Yeah, the differential. That's not the differential I'm noticing. It's McDavid's. <laughs> when Connor, when Connor's gears that when that train is uh, you know rolling and the wheels are all rotating uh, at different speeds, uh, 
both ends of uh, the drive axle. It's just, you can tell. And and he's just otherworldly right now with these transitions. And I, I kind of go back to Seattle, you know, to connect the dots when they we had two games that they won on the other side of the Islanders when Knobloch came in, of course, after they had beaten Seattle. Right. His first game was the 4-1 win against the Islanders. But the next game, Dreisaitl sprung Connor for the first goal of the game. And then when they were trailing, Edmonton was trailing 3-1 to one in the third period, six and a half to go. McDavid cranked it up from his own zone, carried it in. Eventually, it led to Bouchard to Kane for the first of three. Um, but that's when you started to see, you know, I think, you know, he was healing up and he was finding the same step that we're so used to. I My guess, we're joined by Rob McLean. My guess is most players would have missed two to four weeks right. with what Connor had. He missed two games. And you would never know. I mean, he's always exceeded expectations uh, in terms of returning from injury. I mean, we're, we're graced by the gods when we get to watch him, literally. And you know what? He is uh, surprising. Like, I, I would assert to you low maintenance. Like, there hasn't been a lot of drama sure, around him. Sure. To, the point, no. to yeah. the point that he didn't want people thinking he had anything to do with the coaching. Right. And we know he didn't. We know it was largely Jeff Jackson that, that made the call there. Is, you know, he's the one that had the history watching Chris Knobloch's evolution as a coach in Erie. And benefited from you know clients like Alex DeBrinket and Connor Brown and Taylor and Darren Radish. I mean those guys were not locks. Connor McDavid, you could see him from the the first time you ever saw him play. You're like this guy's going to be a hell of a player. Some of those other guys, you know, and and Knobloch developed them, but Connor wanted no part right. of people thinking that he had something to do with undermining Jay Woodcroft because he didn't. No, he he was he's always been great that way. You know, when Kane came in and all the noise around uh, Evander Kane, he shot that down in a heartbeat. And I, I always say, when the Humboldt Bronco tragedy occurred, my favorite voice in terms of well, Kevin Garinger, the president of the Broncos, was uh, you know, if it's right to say, favorite voice. That's a paradise built in hell. But uh, he was tremendous, and Connor was tremendous. He he leads when it's necessary. He says I feel always the right things. He's uh, you know just. He's respectful. He's uh, thoughtful, and and just to watch that game the other night, uh, you know, to see you touched on it with Zach, to see Hyman's reaction to the uh, to the one pass, to see Eckholm's reaction to the one pass. Uh, I mean, he only played 18 minutes, Connor. <laughs> they were just electrifying minutes. And, uh, you couple that with I, I believe I had the pleasure of doing his induction for the Canada's Walk of Fame. Just narrated the video because we were doing Hockey Night in Canada the right. same night, but it was. Nice to, to think of uh, Brian and Kelly, who I really uh, got to enjoy doing Rogers Hometown Hockey. They're just a, an amazing family, and he's, you know, obviously a great reflection of them. So one, one this uh, Otani fellow, can he uh, can he play defense for Brad Trey Living? What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I wish I knew enough about it, Bob, to be able to tell you. But I, I, I'll give you this for uh, for that. I think, uh, never mind uh, Otani, I think Edmonton should go out and get Tyson Berry. You're going to think I'm nuts. But I was reflecting on the, the Glenn Sather and that whole 88, and I got thinking about Glenn and how clever he was to bring in Rayo Rutzelainen both times. He brought him in in 87. He got him out of the yep. Rangers. He was over in Europe, but he was he was property of the New York Rangers. Glenn got him to Edmonton for a tremendous, you know, he bolstered Paul Coffey at that point, and then Coffey moves on, Rutzelainen moves on, and he comes back the next time from the New Jersey Devils in Europe to win yet another cup in 1990. And... Uh, I think he only played like 20... This is my thing with Otani. 
Rejo played like, what, maybe 25, 26 regular season games, contributed to Stanley Cups. You always risk when you, when you, you know, it's insured, but you risk when you bring in a guy with as many surgeries as uh, Otani has had. Uh, I, I'm, I'm amazed and blown away by the amount of money and the investment, but I would do it too. Awesome stuff, Ron. Thank you for uh, joining us here on Oilers Now. And uh, all I can say is I th- you talked a bit about uh, the old school guy with Shamrocks and that sort of thing and Victoria yep. and Vancouver and Seattle. Cyclone Taylor, I think, was the most overrated player of his generation. Oh, is that right? Well, maybe, you know, I think the media, was, the media was good. They, they were all good at that. So Wasn't it Ty Cobb that used to write his own, uh, his I, own well, report? Well, he may have written his own thing, but if I'm not mistaken, he won the batting crown every year. Yeah, he was like, from 1907 to 1918. He only lost it once. So, he, he was a great hitter, was, but nobody liked him. I'm joking on Cyclone yeah. Taylor. He was a hell of a player. Hey, great stuff, Rod. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'll see you on the TV tonight. Yep. Oh, well, Good thanks up. for the warning. Oh, wait, that's me that's yeah. going to be on. Thank, Thank you, Ron. You. Cheers. Cheers. It is 451 in Edmonton. That is Ron McLean. From NHL Hockey and Rogers for Century Casino Edmonton for every day is a game day at Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino, 131st Avenue and Fort Road. If you're looking for a great holiday gift, give the gift to travel this holiday season with New West Travel Gift Certificate. Whether you're celebrating a special occasion or looking to surprise a loved one, give the gift of exploration, relaxation, unforgettable experiences. Adventure awaits, and there's no better time to start planning. You can reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. When we come back, we'll get to NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing and Oilers Game Day Trivia for Pro-Am Sports. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. And at this time, right here, right now, we're going to go to NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, we have three games in all tonight. Uh, two of them getting going in a few minutes here. The Panthers hosting the Penguins. Blue Jackets hosting the Blues. The Islanders acquiring 34-year-old defenseman Robert Bortuzzo from the Blues in exchange for a seventh-round draft pick this year. Maple Leafs, uh, they've lost goaltender Joseph Wall to an injury, Bob. And this is a, it's a big deal because this guy had really separated himself from Samsonov in the uh, battle for the net but the injury forced him right out of last night's game and Sheldon Keefe says he's going to miss some time is the quote. Uh, Tampa's Austin Watson has been fined uh, just over $2,000 for ripping a slap shot at Jeremy Lozon at the end of last night's game. Uh, it, it was a boneheaded play by a guy who's got a bit of a track record. It was a bonehead. Do you think you know what? I don't actually think he meant to do it. Really? I think he just had his head down and was cheesed off and went to wire one and like I'm serious. I don't think he shot the puck specifically at Luzon. I just think he's he's not the smartest guy on the ice. He's got no <laughs> on-ice awareness, man. He never has. Fair enough. Uh, hey, Yessa Poliarvi has been cleared for full contact training now as he tries to work his way back into the NHL. He's a free agent. Bakersfield playing Ontario twice this weekend, and the Oil Kings have uh, a home-and-home of their own starts in Medicine Hat tonight. All right. It is time at this time to play Oilers Game Day Trivia for Pro-Am Sports. Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialist. For all budgets, all correct answers are entered to win a signed Vander Kane reverse retro jersey. Check out ProAmSports.ca. Visit 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. Here's the question. 
It's a pretty hard one, I think. Uh, the Minnesota Wilds, Matt Zuccarello, is the second highest scoring undrafted player currently in the National Hockey League. He has 600 points in his career. Who is the highest scoring current undrafted player in the NHL? You got to text us at 780-496-0063. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And then you... On Oilers Now, we'll open up the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Get to some of your texts as well. It's 4.58 in Edmonton.